Thank you for joining us at uh, Beerfish Fanatics. And this episode is actually brought to you by Whisker Seeker Tackle. So make sure you guys go to whiskerseeker.com for all your catfishing gear. Enjoy the episode, guys. Uh, if my internet lags, I'm sorry, man. I, I had to put the kids on the internet <laughs> to, so I can come down and record FYI. So, but all right, guys, welcome to another episode of Beer Fish Fanatics. This is Grandy with Ma Pop Fishing. We have Kit with the Fishing Kit YouTube channel. And today, uh, back by popular demand, we have Mr. <laughs> Nick Morris with uh, Real Adventures of Hawaii. How are you doing today, Nick? Not too bad. Good um i i like your background it's like it's like you're actually in hawaii right now it's like i'm on the boat now and the worst <laughs> part is this is my old boat this isn't even my new boat <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's funny uh but yeah yeah it was uh we figured you know it's it's december winter here you know what what better than uh to get a hawaiian you know on the on the podcast again i figured you know <laughs> yeah so we we could talk about like ice fishing and stuff <laughs> quick shout out to our sponsor Kelowna brewing company i'm today i'm doing the uh, startup stout uh hopefully winter comes because you know like we were talking uh, we have no ice yet so we we gotta get some ice man what do you got kit right now i'm drinking a Coors light so <laughs> shout outs to all the non-beer snobs but the silver bullets today <laughs> yeah but i do have a i do have a uh craft beer breckenridge out of colorado their hazy IPA. Nice, nice. And Nick, what are you drinking? I am drinking a, it might blur out because the screen, but it's a 450 North. It's a creamsicle float. Oh, that's thanks. some fancy stuff. Wow. Where's where, where, where that uh, brewery from? Uh, 450 North. I think somewhere in California, I think. Oh, okay. I don't know. Hmm. These guys in Hawaii ship them in all the time. Like every week, they have like new flavors, like every single like two weeks or so. Dang, California is about as close to the mainland as you'll get, huh? Hell yeah, that's a far <laughs> place. It's like five and a half hours. <laughs> cheers, guys! All right, cheers. Um, yeah, we got a little bit, a, a little more clout this time around, Nick. We actually have sponsor, a beer sponsor. So, <laughs> and I've been seeing that. You guys got sponsor? They're like, oh, yeah, stepping it up now. A little bit. I mean, oh yeah, we we didn't have a sponsor when we last spoke to you, huh? No. No. We didn't. We didn't have shit. <laughs> we were just. What, what, how long ago was that? That was a before summer, right? One year. Yeah. Um. I looked. It's at, almost I, a year ago. Yeah. It was like. Oh, that was a while ago. Yeah. It's about a, exactly a year because I I listened to the just the episode the other day. Um. It was like right before uh ice fishing back. You know, a year ago. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So that's it's, right. It's it's literally like a, like about a year. So we're yeah, growing, awesome. man. Time, we're slow, we're time slowly flies, growing. right? Yeah, dude. It, yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was sure. like. Cause I was reaching back out to you. I was like, man, let's, let's get Nick back on. It's been, and then I know, I know you had back surgery. We'll, we'll talk about that too. So, uh, mm-hmm. see how you're doing on that. But yeah, I was just like, we got to get you back on. Cause you know, I just, I, I miss talking to, uh, you know, Hawaiians because I haven't, <laughs> I haven't been there. And then I see all my uncles and stuff. They keep sending me pictures of how paradise is and all that shit. And we got crappy yeah, weather. Missing out. I know, man. That's yeah. what they, that's what they always say, man. So, before we get too far, since it's been a while since we've spoken to you, Nick, uh, you just want to talk about yourself real quick, like, you know, where you're from, what you do, your YouTube channel. Uh, 
okay, so I, I'm from uh, Oahu, which is the main island in Hawaii, kind of like central Oahu. So I'm pretty much like 35 minutes out from anywhere fishing on each side of the island. It's pretty convenient. Uh, my YouTube channel is pretty much just strictly fishing off a boat. Sometimes we do some shore fishing, but it's mostly boat fishing from deep drop, thousand feet of water to trolling for big ahis, tunas, marlins, to pretty much wherever is an adventure. Just anything goes kind of deal. Not too much catching cooks. So we do some catching cooks, but not too much. We were talking about that earlier because the kids, kids are wild at home. I'm going to see kids yelling in the background. Yeah. Nick knows because uh, we're, yeah, we're talking offline. I'm like, cause I was trying to do a catching cook earlier and kid was like, how'd it go? You know, I go, man, I have no idea if this is going to even work. Cause I, I have to go back and edit and it's just going to be like, can you hear me? It's just, yeah, it's insane. Oh yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hey, we're to stop, but your YouTube channel, everybody's got to go check it out. Uh, Real Adventures Hawaii. Um, I, I was listening to our episode previously and we're like, we got to get you, everybody go there, subscribe. We got to get this guy. We got to get that, that plaque, the, the, the plate, the, the, oh, that, that, that's what I'm about. Everybody's like, you're doing it for the money. They like, do. I don't even care about the money. I want my damn plaque. There you go. Get, get that YouTube I, plaque. Yeah. I don't want anything else but the plaque. That's all I want. Yeah. I'm, that's I'm, for a hundred thousand. Yeah, hundred thousand. I'm yeah. far off from that though. I'm far off from that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure our last podcast we got you one. Like we were saying, man, we got you at least one sub. I'm, 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 I, I'm sure. I'm sure I got a few. Yeah, there you I'm go. Sure I got a few. <laughs> so I've been trying. I've been trying to turn my editing slowly. Every video I try to change it up just a little bit, turn it up, and I don't know. It was weird. It's like a little bit of a slump for a while. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Like my my good friend over here is like a pro surfer. This guy Jamie O'Brien, mm-hmm. and he has like eight hundred thousand subs on his YouTube channel. Wow. And he was the same thing. He's like, yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's lacking right now. It's weird. Like, it's really crashing. And then all of a sudden, in the past, like, month and a half, it started jumping up again. So Man, you can never figure that algorithm out ever. No, it's it's all these uh, cold, cold country living folks that are tired of it. And they want to escape to Hawaii yeah. just for yeah, a little that's bit. That's definitely part of it, I think. Yeah. It could be. It definitely could be, man. What what are you fishing for lately, man? What, what's What's biting over there right now? So right now, you know, for us, like the summertime is key for like the ahis and stuff like that, the tunas, the big tunas. Right now, it's it's honestly mostly skipjack. There's not too much. There might be a few my mice here and there. Guys are getting lucky with a few big eyes once in a while, but it's lucky luck. So for us, we're mostly just deep bottom fishing right now. I don't know much about deep bottom fishing, but I'm trying to figure it out. And it's a it's a steep learning curve. It's very very steep, and nobody How- wants to tell you anything about it. Mm. How deep? How how deep are you talking? Uh, from eight hundred to like a thousand feet down. Man, that's crazy. <laughs> oh yeah, it, it's all electric reels. Yeah, you yeah. want to be cranking that stuff. That was what? Yeah, I, I think I saw your last video. I'm like, it's all electric reels, and then and then I think um you kick like the the, the wire oh off or something. <laughs> yeah, the actually I the cord. Reel. I have to hand crank that crap. Oh my god, it's mm. terrible. So uh, it, it's it's a it's a steep learning curve for sure. Hmm. Is it, I mean, I, I mean, can you tell somebody like, I have no idea. I'm just figuring you're just putting bait on the bottom. How hard could it be? It's hard. <laughs> it's hard. Like I, like about a month and a half ago, I went for like the first time, right? Kind of by myself. I don't idea what to do. Cause my dad used to commercial bottom fish back in the day. So my dad was like, you know, set up your rigs like this, like this and like this. And I went fishing a whole North shore by myself all day. And I caught one fish all day. And Dang. it was a, it was an amberjack, which is, to us over here is, is a rubbish fish it's you don't want it yeah. it's full of worms and stuff you don't even want to eat it mm. so i got that all day and this last trip i got oh, like almost 30 fish wow. which is a big is a big difference from one fish i guess 
Yeah. yeah. So so what what's the time frame from when you drop that bait in? How long does it take to get down there? Oh, you're talking about two minutes at least. Two minutes. Pretty, pretty, yeah, at least. Damn. And if you're fighting a fish on the way up, you have to fight it slower so it'll come off. So you can be fighting anything from like three minutes, like five minutes on the way up. Jeez. Yeah, so that's that's the hard part. That that learning curve is steep because it's so deep. You might see a fish on your quarter. Like we have a pretty strong recorder where I can hit the bottom. I can catch the fish on the bottom. But with all the currents and everything, if you're not right above it, when that line goes down, it'll curve backwards and you'll miss the whole pile. Wow. Uh, yeah, that, that's like stuff we would basically never have to count for in our waters. <laughs> you just drop it and it's there, right? Yeah. Pretty much, like, man. There's a fish. You drop it down like 10 feet. It's right on top of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes it a little easier. It, what kind of electronics do you guys use to like to locate the the fish? Do you, I mean you uh, or normally? I'm uh, pretty much using like a, a Fruno, a Fruno fish finder, a thousand watt recorder. I know like you guys talked about before. You guys use those scopes, right? Where it kind of shows you all around you guys, right? Yeah. Yes. Or so, Kit, Kit was gonna get one. Did you get one? Yeah, I did get one. I did. Get one. <laughs> yeah, he, he he got the live scope. He's he rich guy. Over yeah, here. that's Must the be. one, right? Yeah, he. How, he, much, are, how much are those? Well, for the whole setups, like. 2300 bucks something like that those things are expensive then yeah so i'm wondering how if how would those work would they even work in the ocean that's what i'm curious so so they do have um a couple of my friends that commercial fish that goes like to sea mountains are like 200 miles away they have a i guess it's a it's a more of a bigger scale of a live scope it's a full-on sonar it shows you kind of far all around the boat i'll show you the power of fish and stuff and those things for the cheapest version, I believe, is like $35,000, $40,000. Somewhere, somewhere around there. I know a couple guys that have high-end boats are just rich guys. They have like on their own private yachts. It's like seventy grand for their setup. For Jeez. That. Just so they can see exactly where the fish is. It's crazy. That's like yeah. with the where it sees all around, right? So that's like the uh, like in yeah, submarines it, and shit like that. Yeah, it shows. <laughs> it'll literally show you the power of fish. It'll break down the fish and tell you which direction and how far. Wow. So it's, re- it's, it's real time. It's real advanced. time and everything. Oh, yeah. It's it's super advanced. And it's like, for like my friend at commercials, he's like, it's it's a game changer. You need it. Hmm. Like for somebody like me, like most of us bull guys can afford that stuff. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's, it's way too, it's way out of our pressure. There's no way. Yeah. Might be more than your yeah. boat. Yeah. It costs more than most of these guys' boats around here. There's no way. Yeah. It's crazy. But yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. That's what I was wondering. So, man. Well, We'll stick the live scope. I'll just stick going with oh, them. That, yeah, that live scope is probably about, I'd say maybe be a little more than like my fish finder. Like I have a Fruno with the, the thousand watt. I think it's probably about like 2,000 for that setup. But for you guys, like, oh, that live scope is, I think it's expensive, huh? <laughs> yeah, but man, but like all your is other game shit. Game changer. It, it does change the way we I fish because just being able to point it around, looking at where the fish are, like how they're moving. Because I can look out in front of me or behind me to my left or right whenever I feel like it. Okay, the school's moving this way. And I just point it in the same direction that they're moving and just follow the school. So you're not wasting time then. You're pretty much fishing a fish where they are, right? I'm wasting time chasing fish. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think he spends most of his time looking at the screen seeing how the fish <laughs> reacts versus actual fishing. <laughs> you know, but you know, but the, the cool thing is... Um, at least with live, so at least where we at, because obviously we're not as deep as you. Is that he he uses it on his kayak too. So when he's kayak fishing, he uses it on that, and then obviously during ice fishing, you know, he uses it on that. So it's like, you know, he uses it year round pretty much. How how deep does that thing go? 
Um, like it's uh, like people like, around here, a hundred feet is deep, and you can see that deep. It's it's tough seeing stuff that deep because it shows the whole water column, and then maybe at least this this wide too, like a hundred feet both sides, depending oh, on wow. how deep it is. So everything's like really tiny. You can zoom in, but it's like a digital zoom, so everything's but it, like but all picks, blocky. Yeah, but it picks everything up though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's impressive though. I mean, live scopes are expensive, but it's not. I can't. I can't imagine like how much all your, all your gear, like those electronic reels. How much is oh, yeah. one of those reels? About thirteen hundred. Oh shit! Damn. Thirteen hundred for one reel, and then I think uh, the lines like a hundred bucks, and I pulls like another three hundred. Oh, I literally have a brand new one in a box right behind me. I was like, yeah. oh, I'm not actually use it. I was like, oh, we'll just let it sit for now. It's yeah. Crazy. So, See, the, oh, sorry, go ahead. The difference between like your fishery and ours is the the stuff you catch, you can take it to the market and sell it. Yeah. Over yeah. here, we can't do that, and we touched on that last time. So you can kind of make your money back from fishing. Us is like, uh, well, you bought that expensive <laughs> gear, and you get to eat a few fish, and there you go. Yeah, yeah, that, I think that's definitely a big difference for me, where I can potentially make my money back off of whatever I catch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, for me, fishing-wise, a day of fishing cost me maybe 40 yards in fuel and about 50 yards in ice. So, you're talking about 200, 225 hours for a full day of fishing. Mm-hmm. So, I look at it that way. It's like, I need to catch something at least to cover my expenses. And I need to kind of take the edge off. Like, I don't need to, but I really want to eat the 225 out of my own pocket. Yeah. So, the goal is to always at least get something, try and cover our expenses. Like, those bottom fish... They're so small. They're like three pounds, four pound bottom fish. They go for nineteen dollars a pound at auction. Oh, you catch no. like two or three of those, you cover your, your expenses. I mean, it's crazy. Wow. Yeah, yeah they're I, stupid expensive. I saw the, I saw that in your last couple of the videos. I'm like, when you, I'm like, I was curious. I wanted to know how much of those fish because you're like, yeah, we we did pretty good. I'm like, man, nineteen dollars a pound, huh? Oh yeah. And then this week, right now, because the weather's the weather's bad right now, and I might try to go Friday. I might try to go to Outer Island on Friday. But right now, this week, I think it's like $26 a pound for the same fish. Wow. And if you if you wait for New Year's, if you wait for New Year's, right? Because you guys are Asian, right? If you wait for New Year's, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's big in like Japanese community to have that as like sashimi, right? For like parties and stuff. Mm-hmm. Those things go for 40 or 50 hours a pound for New Year's. No like 40 hours a pound. Yeah. Wow. That's, has, has, well, you know, obviously with COVID and everything has that. Um, and then obviously inflation prices all over the world it's just insane right now has has that affected the the fish pricing at all do you think you know you know honestly like summertime like uh like what was it i guess maybe the the beginning of the year when covid first really kicked off the prices tanked the prices were terrible like my long line friends are on line boats they're coming out like twenty five thousand pounds and they're averaging like two dollars a pound for their whole catch which is terrible they're like they're pretty much just breaking even, making a little money, right? Mm-hmm. And then uh, everything started coming back now. But the good thing is, the imports are slow to come back. You know, everybody imports mahi mahi and stuff like that from like other countries because it's cheap and all the tuna. The imports are very slow to come back right now, so the prices are super high. It's like, I think this year for tuna is probably one of the best years ever for tuna prices. Normally summertime because we catch so much tuna, we'll flood the market with the local tuna. We'll only get like two dollars a pound, dollar fifty a pound. It's terrible. This year, we're getting eight nine dollars a pound all year long for tuna. Wow! Normally, big marlin, like really big marlin, you'll get like a dollar a pound, dollar fifty if you're lucky. Really big marlin, 
I took a huge, I took a big Martin that was almost 300 pounds for the auction. I got, how was it, almost eight something a pound. And the guy told me that's the most they've ever sold a blue Martin for, not price wise, but how much a Martin went for that big. Wow. I was like, that's just crazy just because the imports are slow coming back now. Mm. But like my friend at Commercial Fishes from Mai Mai, he does normally about 200 to 400 pieces of Mai Mai a week, commercial fishing. Mm. And all of a sudden, the imports coming back now. So the Mai Mai prices are starting to tank now. So oh, wow. it was eight, nine dollars a pound. Now it's maybe like four dollars a pound. Interesting. Man, crazy. So, so COVID definitely helped the market a little bit for sure for a fisherman. <laughs> it's like, well, I don't know. I mean, do you think that demand went up or is it the same? Or no, I think I think I think it's just because the import, the import had to slow down. Okay. They couldn't import from the countries they called they could before. So I think that that really changed the game a lot. So it's kind of good in a sense because we're keeping it. Local, I mean, in our yeah, country, local, yeah, yeah, in our country, yeah, locally, sure. you know what I mean. So that's that's a good thing. I mean, I hope people. Re- I mean, you're we're keeping the money inside of our country. That's the good thing. Oh yeah, yeah, that's good. Especially like, what's crazy is like, a, like for how much fish that comes into the auction over here, and where I'm talking like people have no idea. I'm talking like forty thousand to hundred thousand pounds of fish every single day, six days a week at the auction in Hawaii, Jeez. every single day. I think they said. They try and juice the numbers up to make it look good on the news. They're like, oh, 10% of that fish to 20% of that fish stays in Hawaii. That's a lie. My commercial <laughs> buying friends are like, you're lucky if 3% stays in the state. The rest is all export to, to other parts of the, the United States. So a lot of the fresh fish in the U.S. comes from Hawaii, a lot of it. Good. Well, I guess even like California too, right? Like San Diego and stuff. Yeah. Because of the, the tuna. I'd rather have that though. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, for sure. We uh obviously i mean us in iowa we ain't got no we don't got no saltwater shit here nothing you know what i mean but you guys can buy tuna over there right yeah yeah but it's like 20 dollars a pound by the time it gets over here yeah <laughs> yeah but that's how that's how much we pay for over here too no it's expensive over here like if i go buy fresh pokey like raw fish mm-hmm. it's like 20 dollars a pound 19 dollars a pound wow wow i don't know i have to go look i haven't i haven't bought like raw like saltwater fish in a while so i, I don't know I, I should go check it out just to see what the, the costs are i don't know yeah maybe it's like 30 maybe it's 30 pounds to hide the man over there not really right <laughs> i mean i don't know I, th- I think i mean at least in iowa um i it's slow i, I see it slowly growing more and more people are, are getting into sushi and sashi, sash, sashimi and all that stuff they started like that i mean i've I was like, I mean, I lived in California for like 13 years. So, I mean, oh, I love, yeah, it was nothing. Yeah. I love sushi, but I'm, I'm seeing, I'm seeing more of a, a, a demand or at least people are more interested in trying it and, 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 and it's growing, I guess, interest wise. Well, that's cool then. It's a, what's the word? It's like on vogue or whatever now. Like people are, people in the middle of the Midwest aren't like, whoa, scared. Like, whoa, raw fish. I'm scared of that. Now, now yeah. people are more open to stuff. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I remember when I was in the military, I was I was in a station in Oklahoma, and there was like a Kobe Steakhouse. I think it was like in like uh, I forget. I can't say it was in Tulsa, Oklahoma, or something like that. I went there. They all like, oh, I sushi, so we ordered. And it came out like, what the hell is this stuff? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was like me and another Hawaiian guy. Like, dude, I don't know. Is it safe? Like, I guess we'll just eat it. See if we get a sore stomach later. <laughs> but then, like, oh, this is good, top quality stuff. Like. All right, I trust you, I guess. <laughs> hey, they, there has to be certain requirements and standards that they have oh, to meet. I'm so, sure. <laughs> like, good enough. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, 
Hey, oh, so speaking of the new boss, so last time we had, uh, so everybody knows, so every, we had Nick on about a year ago, and you were mentioning, I'm getting this new boat. This new boat was taking forever because you were getting the parts. Oh, yeah. So so tell us, how is the new new you know boat? How is it doing? I mean, what's the best part of it? Well, everything about it. I, I would say the new boat is a murder machine. The new boat puts fish in the box and blood on the deck for sure. It, <laughs> I, there hasn't been one trip where we haven't caught yet. Wow. Yeah. So the boat, the boat definitely catches fish. It's it's a full on marine machine. So summertime, like I kind of set a goal in my head, like how much how much tuna do I want to catch, like how much big tuna, like over hundred pounds. And I was like, I want to catch at least twenty. My goal is twenty. And I didn't hit my goal because the month of August, when the bite really picked up, my back was down, so I couldn't fish. But for like June and July, I got. I think 13 or 14 total mm-hmm. so not not too bad you know what i mean at one point again like two two every trip so it was, it was like almost every i think we went eight or nine trips in a row catching tuna wow. it was pretty epic like wow this is just it was so crazy i'll, I'll never forget it's probably the best trip ever fourth of july weekend was july 3rd i have to work in the day so i told my friend let's do a half trip we'll meet at the harbor at like 12 o'clock we'll launch the boat we'll go fish we'll come on we'll try to get a fish for for fourth of july we went to the harbor everybody's going home like dude it's terrible. The fish aren't biting. I was like, well, you guys fished all morning. They're like, yeah, the morning bite's never good. And like on my YouTube channel, the, our, our motto is never give up. No matter what, never give up. If it doesn't bite early, it's going to bite late. Just never give up. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Be going to sell all day. So everybody's coming in. They're like, oh, it's a terrible bite. Today. It's not really biting. So we launched it. Like, Let's go. Let's see what happens. We fly out to a spot. We kind of, we had a couple guys trying to follow us. I don't know why. And it was rough. We went to where it was rough. And everybody turned around. We started fishing a spot. And, I, and I, I remember turning up C, was only in there for about an hour. Turning up C, I took a knock, I took a scream around the eye, just screams the line, comes off. I told my friend, set it back up, hurry up, set it back up. They're here, they're right here. I make one big turn, I come back around, double, boom, boom, two eyes. So yeah. for, for, we had two eyes, I think one was about 105, the other was about 130. It's like, perfect. Turn around, we went, I was like, oh, we're done here, we got our fish. We come into the harbor, it's like, it's dead out there. It's like, I got two, like, you just want out, how do you have two eyes? Like, Dude, this boat's a kill machine. I'm telling you, this boat kills fish. It's got the yeah. good juju. <laughs> oh, that, that boat got the good juju. Yeah, it's never let me down yet. Yeah, you want to briefly talk talk about the specs real quick, because you know, for the listeners, so they can visualize what kind okay. of boat we're looking at. Yeah, it's it's a little different than you Iowa boys up there. It's a little different. <laughs> so it's a it's a it's a 27 foot force. It's locally built in a big island of Hawaii. Um, it's a 27 foot. I got a nine foot beam on it. I have a flybridge. So it has a cabin below, but a flybridge so I can climb up a ladder and go on top. So I have more view. Um, I run twin Honda 150s on there. So it has some get up and go. I think I carry 150 gallons of fuel. I have a, a 120 gallon Ikima, which is a light bait well built into the deck. Wow. And my fish box holds about 3,000 pounds roughly. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's about a three thousand pound fish box, so it can hold some weight. So I've had I've had four eyes in there with ice, and it was like, oh, you can fit a lot more in here. <laughs> that is. Yeah, I, I I typically take about five to six hundred pounds of ice fishing with me, just because the box is so big to ice the fish good. You, you need a lot of ice. Now, I was wondering because yeah. you were saying how much you spend on ice. I'm like, damn, how much how much ice are you? Oh bringing? yeah, yeah. I, I take I take a lot of ice. Yeah, ice ice is key. If you want nice fishing a lot of ice. Yeah, I remember, like, I remember I you telling us that they uh like the fish they can overheat and stuff. 
So the yeah, ice is very nice. important. Yeah. So to ice a fish good, technically you need a, a pond of ice for pond of fish. Technically is, is a ratio for like pelagic fish. But like the tunas, if you catch them right away and you don't take care of them the way you should, the meat actually cooks inside of them. It, it, it turns weird, like super weird looking. It doesn't have that bright red to it. Yeah, so there's so, a there's so a full on technique for it. Yeah. So Deep. like we'll kill them, we'll take the guts out, take all the gills out, try to flush all the blood out of their system, gain the guts and all the gills out is key right away, and then literally I'll throw them on the back deck for like about thirty or forty five minutes with no ice, nothing. I'll put the water hose in their mouth, and what that does is it lets them cool down because we kind of figure out like if you put them on ice right away, they. They, they sometimes they cook it shocks the meat I guess because they're so hot and so cold one time so they figure out is if you throw on the back deck for 30 or 40 minutes it's going to cool down and then we put on ice it's not going to shock the meat and, and the other weird the, the other weird thing is the male tunas are always like the hard to burn the meat like we call it burn when it, when it when the meat cooks from getting too hot it burns because it, it has a weird color the male tuna it's extremely hard for them to get burned I don't know why. I don't. I think something to do the fat. The females always have a little more fat, and the females, if you don't take care of them right away, they're gonna cook on you. So mm-hmm. every time, like, oh, we got a meal, perfect. It's gonna be nice meat, guaranteed. The females, like, oh, <laughs> we barely take extra care of this one. This one is a little different. Interesting. How, how long does it take to like bleed out a, uh, let's just say, hundred fifty pound ahi? It, it's fast. Like really. Normally, I shoot it with a forty-four most of the time. Okay. If we're using so like if we're trolling we're using 300 pound test leader mm-hmm. so we have big lines so I, i'll shoot it with a 44 and it'll bleed out and maybe i'll leave it in, i'll hang in the water for me like 30 seconds or so trying to get all the blood out and they'll bring out the deck and we'll cut it and by that time the blood's gone if we're like using live bait we're using really small leader like really small leader we don't want to shoot it because it's you can lose it for sure so we use small ear so we'll throw them on the boat and then we'll do everything on the boat yeah we literally lost one trip we lost three at leader Back to back, wow! S- small leader, like three in a row. I was like, "This, this can't get any worse." Everybody's like, "Dude, this is horrible." We should just go home. They like, know we're not giving up yet. Trust me, it's gonna happen. Let's just wait it out. After <laughs> we got, we got the next two right after that, but we literally lost three, and three of them were literally at the boat, almost able to get gaffed. They stopped the line. Okay, when you say small leader, let's put it into perspective here. Like, how many pounds are you talking about for the uh, for the leader? Uh, I would, I would say about. 120. <laughs> yeah, 120. That's like an insane number Hope, for us. Hopefully, hopefully there's not too much. Hopefully, there's not too much guys watching this, but I'd say about 120. <laughs> it's funny <laughs> because we're like six pound, eight pound leader. <laughs> no. Yeah, so what, 100, what, 120, 130 pound test. What's a medium size leader for you then? Like 200? 200 would be a medium leader, I guess. Yeah. That honestly. I'd say maybe, no, I'd say about 100, 130, 150 a medium liter. Okay. Okay. Sometimes we'll go down to like 60 pound, 50 pound fluorocarbon if we're catching like tunas at the buoy and stuff. But mm-hmm. that's pretty much as low as I'm going to go is like 50 or 60 pound fluorocarbon. Yeah. And the biggest I'll go is 300. I won't go 400. Some guys will do 400. That's that's too much. It's like weed whacker line. It's so thick. Yeah, it's got to be like a freaking, it's got to be like this thick. Oh, yeah. That, <laughs> yeah, that thing, that thing is so thick. It doesn't mean bend. It's horrible. <laughs> It's a rope. It's not easy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, if you can't get them up by 300 pound test, and yeah, you use 400 pound test, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> Very true. Oh. Have you caught any uh, thousand pounders since we last talked? 
I remember we talked about that Granders, quite a bit last time. Yeah. Granders, yeah, oh, yeah, Granders. The, the biggest one I got this year was that was that one that was about three hundred. Okay. And and if you watch that video, you can see me arguing with my crew. Like, I don't want it. Let's let it go. They're like, no, we want it. They're like, no, I don't want it. <laughs> they're like, just just take it. I was like, that thing's gonna scratch my boat. Let's just cut it loose. <laughs> and then uh, my the, the kid Roy that fishes at me, like he's like, suit. He's young. He's only about. 18 years old, 19 years old, but he's a, that kid's going to be a, a beast one day. He's going to be super well-known one day. That guy's just an animal. Yeah, but, Roy boy, right? Yeah, Roy boy. Yeah, he's a, that kid's an animal. He's at, he's actually in uh, Massachusetts right now, Maritime Academy. His brother was with us, and, and the brother was like, I never got a marlin before. Come on, Nick, please. I'm like, I was like, if it's under 200, we'll take it. They're like, it comes next to the boat. He's like, oh, it looks like it's under 200. I look over the side. I'm like, dude, that thing's over 300. He's like, no, no, I think it's under 200. He's like, Okay, we can kill it, but you guys better help me. But what's crazy about that one was normally a marlin, when you catch a marlin, most of the time it takes a while to fight it because it's such a big fish. And that day, we're going out looking for tuna. So marlins tend to burn your ice. They'll eat your ice up. If you have 500 pounds of ice and you get a 200-pound marlin, kiss your ice goodbye. It'll, it'll melt all your ice. Hmm. So we got the marlin out uh, a lot of the charbogue guys say, you know, yeah, test your gear. Pump up your dragon. Let's see if you can stop this fish. So he took out like 400 yards of line on the first run. So I told Roy then, I was like, all right, well, I guess we, we'll figure it out when it gets close. I say, you know what? I don't waste too much time fighting this guy. I want to be here for two, three hours fighting this guy. I said, let's get this guy in the boat as fast as we can. So I told him, push that drag up. If it breaks, it breaks. Just push the drag all the way up. So we pushed the drag super tight. And we chased it down. From the time it knocked on the, from the time it, Hit the lure to the time we got a gap in it. I think it was 18 minutes, 17 minutes, which is like ridiculous, like just stupid. And we had them next to the boat, like 20 feet away for like five minutes. And like normally when they come up and they're blue, they come to like a green fish. Like that fish is still alive. This thing was just electric blue. They're like, oh, I was like, oh, that thing is dangerous. Do not let him jump by you because he'll kill you if he jumps. Yeah. He's right next to the boat. It's all blue. I was like, oh, I was like, when he comes up, shoot him. I'll end it real fast. Like, okay. And lucky we shower you ended it, but pulling onto the ball was another story. That was that was painful. Yeah. Yeah, just so the listeners know, he's talking about a 300 pound fish. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's about I think from the tip of the bill to the tail to the fork of the tail, you're probably talking about 12 feet, 13 feet long, mm. somewhere on there. So it's a big fish. Yeah. That that fit in your box too. Uh I gotta I gotta cough the bill. Uh, you cut off the bill. You cut off the bill anyway because you don't want to poke a hole in the box. But I cut off the bill, and I think on that one, I think we cut it right at the tail just so it could lay flat. Because you don't want to; it'll fit, but you don't want it to like be like bent in the box. Because mm-hmm. when it bends and you take it to the market, it'll crack the meat, and then you get a shittier price. Mm. You know how you say you were thinking of let's let it go. Would it have been okay if you guys would just cut it and just let it go? Or oh, yeah, we got we got it back that fast. It would have been fine. It would have been fine because yeah, you got sure. it so because like you were saying, you guys got it in within oh, eighteen yeah, so minutes. Fast. And most of the time, you can fight them for a while. And you can let them go; they'll be fine. Oh. But that day, I was like, I want to let it go. I want to let it go. Like, no, we should keep it. I was like, you know what? It's your first one. You want to twist my back? You know what I mean? Like, okay, I want to give you your first one. I want your first one to be on my boat. That's we'll keep it. We'll keep it. So. <laughs> We kept it. We went out to the place where we we're gonna look for tuna. I wouldn't catch any tuna that day at all. Only small <laughs> little like twenty pounders, fifteen pounders. So I was like, you know what? It was perfect. We kept that Martin. And we took it to the auction the next day. I was like, who's got two thousand dollars for that fish? I think it was over two thousand dollars for that fish. I was like, it's a good thing we kept that fish. <laughs> and, these, and these two freaking kids, I told them you guys can keep the tail right. The tail was like four feet or whatever. It's huge, okay? 
These kids put the tent on the back of their truck and their town where they live in Kailua, they drove around with this marlin tent on the back of their truck for like two or three days. Like just was up in the back of the truck so like they had a marlin in the back. I was like, you guys are crazy. People are pulling pictures of them on Instagram. Like, look at these guys driving around with a marlin tent on the back. <laughs> it's it's Hawaiians for you, man. That's, that's exactly oh, something my uncle exactly would do. It is. <laughs> oh, yeah. Especially, these kids are wild. That's just, that's just what they do, though. That's funny. I mean, do you guys catch and release at all a lot? Because I know last time we talked, we we're like, you guys catch to eat. I mean, most of the time, catch to eat or or make a living off of. But do you guys ever just do, do you ever have people just go out there and just CPR catch, take a picture and just release yeah. it? Or, you know, pretty much that's just the charter boat guys. Okay. The charter boat guys would have tourists on a boat. Sometimes the tourists are like, oh, we don't want to keep it, we want to let it go. And it's those guys pretty much. For everybody else here, we're pretty much meat hunters. Like mm-hmm. what we catch is going to supply either the market or families. So we get a lot of flack for that from the mainland guys. Because the mainland guys, there's so much sport guys. are like, you know, Marlin tastes terrible. You shouldn't be killing it. Like, I see it all the time in my videos. Like, you guys are doing it wrong. That's a sport fish. Like, dude, you guys understand. We're in Hawaii. We have nothing. This, this, that 300-pound marlin is going to provide how much hundreds of meals for people. It's not like we have a truck that can just drive here with a whole bunch of fresh produce or something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Fresh meat and stuff. So it's, it's a little different. Yeah. So we get a lot of flack for that because we're, we're pretty much meat hunters over here. But if we get something big, like five, 600 pounds, I'm definitely letting it go. Because that right there will just break somebody. <laughs> yeah, that, it's painful. And and for me, the way I look at it is like, if it's over 200 pounds, I don't want it. Because normally the price isn't as good. And 200 pounds, I can't match 200 pounds by myself. Anything bigger than that, it's a little on the harder side. Damn yeah. mainlanders. Let them catch yeah. and eat, damn it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's all it's all the rich mainlanders too. All the rich trophy guys. Like, You guys don't need to do that for the money. Is that because you're rich? How rich are you? you know, you're, you're fishing on a $5 million boat. Like, You don't need the money. <laughs> <laughs> right. They don't need to eat. They yeah, just they buy care. whatever they want. <laughs> I pay almost four hours a gallon for fuel. I need as much fish money as I can get. <laughs> exactly. Man. What is the gas price over there for you guys? Um, not, it's like three fifty, maybe a gallon, ish. Oh, not too bad then. No, it's under three. I think it's put, like right at three, if not under. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I think over here is like three eighty four a gallon for ethanol free. Really? That's actually yeah, that's cheaper at, than that. That's at Costco. If you go outside and it's not Costco, it's like four thirty, four forty a gallon. Yeah. Well, I think California was getting ridiculous. Were they oh, like almost ten, 10 bucks a Whoa. gallon? About. So, so like you know, uh, you know, like Molokai. Uh-huh. Molokai is like a small little island on, on within Hawaiian Islands. Super small island. I think there's maybe, I don't know. I think less than fifteen hundred people there. It's a small island. I think even less than fifteen. It's not that much people there. Their gas prices are like seven dollars a gallon, hmm. six something seven dollars a gallon. So all my friends were to have boats. They're like, how do you guys go fishing with that kind of prices? <laughs> yeah, just go anchor and just stop and just bottom fish. Yeah. I mean, how much how much fuel do you burn typically on a on your average trip? I I know every trip's gonna be different, but honestly, that... like th- those Hondas, like people only don't like Hondas for some reason. Like on the boat wise, I, I guess there's not enough people that run them. But my commercial friends that fish commercially in Maui, like, dude, the Hondas are by far the most fuel efficient. I was like, you sure? He's like, he's like, look at this way. Which is the most fuel efficient car? I was like, oh, I guess like a Honda Civic. He's like, exactly. It's a Honda. It's most fuel efficient. <laughs> so my boat, I burn. I say 30 gallons to 43 gallons a full day. And a full day to me is dark to dark. I mean, like, 
We're leaving the harbor at five o'clock in the morning, four thirty when the sun's not even up yet, driving on the dark, and we're coming in. It, the sun's setting, and we're twenty miles out. Okay, it's time to go home. It, it's literally dark, dark, dark. It's it's like make about a fourteen to sixteen hour day sometimes. Mm-hmm. So it, it's it's a mission, but not too bad. Like trolling wise, I'm burning two gallons an hour trolling, which is like seventy eight knots, which isn't which is like super good. So for every hour of fishing, it's costing me what, seven bucks, eight bucks. Yeah, not terrible. I would, like when you were talking about gas prices, I thought it was gonna be like at least five or something for you guys because we're right around that three three fifty dollar mark. So not terribly yeah. different. I'm sure by next summer it's gonna be five. <laughs> I'm sure by next summer it's gonna be five. That's why all my I tell my friends by next summer when the ice biting, I don't think it's gonna be a whole lot of boats fishing. It's gotta be like it better be biting really good for us to go fishing. Very true, man. When's the last time you've been to mainland? You been visiting at all? Uh, I go to Vegas every October. Oh, so I went to Vegas, and then uh, I'm going to San Diego next next month. At Jan, then of January, I go to San Diego for like a week. Hmm. We normally we go every every at least once a week, once once a year to San Diego for Legoland and Disneyland and everything else. Gotcha. Oh, kids try to spend all my fish money. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know next time you go to Vegas. You said October. You guys go every year, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's just a boys trip. No waves allowed at all. Just the guys. Okay, let me know. Yeah, um, yeah guaranteed. All right, let, let me know oh, next year. R- remind me, because uh, my my uncle he always uh, you know he flies for uh, Hawaiian Airlines, so he all, he has a house out there. Just you know, whenever he because he flies out there all the time, right? He flies everyone. He's the captain there, so I, I just let me know. It's an easy flight for us here to, to, to go oh, to perfect, Vegas. Then. Yeah, it, it's it's yeah. two and a half three hour flight. Oh, oh. yeah. Four, three three or four hour flight for us actually sorry yeah because all, all my friends are like living in washington and like california so for them it's like oh two hour flight it's an easy jump for them yeah no let us know man we'll, we can meet you out there we'll, we'll have a good time in vegas maybe maybe we can find I'll, a spot to fish well i was thinking about that like this last trip we went we, i said let's go for a little bit longer and let's see maybe we can try to do a fishing trip because they have the they have that that lake over there right or i don't know what it's a reservoir whatever it is that mm-hmm. big lake thing yeah and they have like straight bass in there or something right no they have like some weird not straight bass but they have like a I figure out it is it's something edible though but i forget what it's called <laughs> it's something, something, edible. something edible it's something edible. i forget what it's called it loves that large mouth right <laughs> no oh my god yeah that's terrible i was just talking to my friend about that the other day too he's like you're ready fresh for fish neck like we ate bass before was in texas i in uh in oregon he's like how did it taste he's like honestly it tastes like shit it tastes like freaking mud I said, my uncle's good friend had a ranch over there and all his farmhands were over there and we're fishing. We're like, this is just nonstop. We're just catching like three pounds. He's like, this is crazy. So I told my uncle, can we eat these? He's like, I guess so. So we go back. I remember going back to the barn and we're cleaning these bass and all the all the Mexican farm workers are like, don't eat that. I'm like, why? He's like, doesn't taste good. I'm like, ah, whatever. We, I was like, we're from Hawaii. We eat everything. He's like, okay. <laughs> we fly all up. Like, oh, it looks so good. We take one bite. Like, this tastes like mud. <laughs> we're not <laughs> eating this. <laughs> we got to get you on some. Everybody. We got to get you on some good fresh water fish. Oh. Like, I mean, have you ever eaten like walleyes I or eat, crappies? I eat crappies. Crappies is good. Fried crappies. Oh, yeah. That's some good stuff. Yeah. My my buddy's uncle. He lives in Hawaii. He has like a farm out there. He'll come up here. And the only thing he wants to eat is crappie. So we'll all, yeah, we'll all go out and catch crappies. I don't even know 
like my buddy's uncle, but they asked me like, "Hey, can you go catch some crappers?" Like, uh, sure. Like, man, this guy lives in Hawaii. Freaking loves crappies. That's all he wants to eat when he's here. Like the whole time, he'll be here for five days. He'll eat crappies for five days straight. Like, man, is crappies really that good? Oh, <laughs> it, it's true. Cause uh, I uh, my uncles who who still live on Oahu and Pearl City, when they come and visit, it's very true, man. They they love eating white bass, which is okay. It's not it's not the greatest eating fish, but they love eating white bass. They love eating. If you can catch some, you know, fresh catfish or crappies, um, and then walleyes, I, I, I don't know, wall something about the walleyes too. I don't know if you ever had a walleye, man, Nick. You, you oh. got to. Is is that a normal thing? People eat walleyes or not really? It's like it's what? like it's up there for freshwater fish eating. But, but my buddy's uncle, like, he'll want to take crappies back to Hawaii with him. Like, like, damn, like, you live in Hawaii. What are you doing? <laughs> So, so like we, we got this fish over here. It's called a cole. So I, I made a couple of videos of us diving for it. Yeah, the 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 yellow-eyed yellow, fish, yeah. right, or whatever. That's literally gonna be like one of the dumbest fish ever. They are so stupid and probably the easiest thing to shoot, but they are by far the best eating fish ever. Mm. We call them like Hawaiian butterfish. When you fry them, they turn oil like golden color because oils that are in them. So everybody always says when you catch cole, you fry those first, and you fry all the other fish afterwards, so you get the flavor on. But they're so good eating. They're, they don't get big. They're probably like, I think crappies get bigger than them. They get like five inches at the biggest. They're small, but they're so good to eat. Wow. It's like the best fish ever. Dang. Do you eat the whole or do you fry the whole body or do you flay it or how do so you? It's like we literally like, uh, we have like a technique to clean them so easy. We use the water holes and we just spray off all the scales. And right where the head is, we'll make one cut behind the head. You just make a cut right behind the head where the spine is. And you pull it, it'll pull the whole head, all the guts out one time. It's like the easiest fish to clean ever. Mm. So when you come here, we'll, I'll go get some for you. That's, you're going to eat that. Like, this is the best fish I've ever eaten hands down. It's Damn. that good. I can't wait. Man, I, I said I was going to go, but stupid COVID and everything. I, oh, yeah. Is, is it, Um, are they still, are you guys like on lockdown or how, how does that work if somebody's flying in or how how is it actually over there? Uh, so this thing is just straight paranoid. This thing is just hardcore <laughs> paranoid over here. My wife is an ICU nurse, so she sees everything that happens, but this day is just overly paranoid. Like, there's Kobe cases, but it's not it's not as bad as people think it is. Like, they try to make everybody, like, live in fear over here. It was like, you got to watch out. It's the next plague or something. I mean, it's, it's, I think they said they're having, like, 30 cases a day in the state, which is nothing. Mm-hmm. Not too bad. There's some lockdowns over here, though. They, they just started easing up restrictions where you can uh, – nobody has to social distance at restaurants anymore. Hmm. Before it was, you have to be six feet away in restaurants. It was, it was ridiculous. Um. So do uh like let's say one of us main mainlanders comes, do we have to quarantine still? You guys have vaccines? No. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, if you have vaccine, you guys are good to go. Okay. Just, because... just bring the card and just write on it. <laughs> so you just have to um you just have to uh uh it's a it's a safe travels white website. You go on there, you upload your information, your travel dates, you upload your card. And they give you a QR code. When you land, you show the people at the gate where you land your QR code and they'll let you buy. Mm. If you don't have a QR code, they're going to make you stop and get tested. Okay. okay. But as soon as you're, if you're vaccinated, you're, you're good to go. Yeah. We're, well, we live in Iowa. So it's like we're very conservative conservative here and people don't give a shit generally. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I mean, they, oh, I mean they, they, they give a shit, but they don't give a shit. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, that's that's how it's over here. Like people are like fear, but yeah, all the fishermen they just don't give a shit. Fishermen just don't care. Yeah. We're going fishing, we have guys on the boat, everybody's like, You have all those guys on the boat. You guys aren't wearing masks. Like, I see you guys driving around your car with two masks on. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> Who are you hiding from yourself? Like, come on, man. Right. Or you're driving in the car by yourself and you got a mask on. It's like, okay. Like, that's it. Like, that's... Oh, the, the bad thing is, you know, California is like ridiculous with their laws and stuff. Hawaii follows California. That's the, that's mm. the terrible thing. They follow California with a lot of the regulations they make. Yeah, you're right, though, because when you see those people who are driving by themselves and you have a mask on, oh my I'm God. like, what? Okay, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't I don't understand that. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Who are you afraid of yourself? Like, dude, you're fine. I mean, I guess if you're lazy and you don't want to take it on and off, sure, maybe. Like, uh... like me? <laughs> like me, I'm, I'm not. I'm not vaccinated. Yeah? Like I'm not getting no vaccines. Screw that stuff. I don't get the flu shot. So I went mm-hmm. to Vegas, and when I went to Vegas, I was like, "Oh, Vegas is buck wild. Like yeah. nobody cares. No masks. No, and I mean, like people everywhere. Like rubbing shoulders doesn't matter, right?" I told my friend I was in. Mean, my other friend's not vaccinated. I said, "Dude, when we come back from Hawaii, I want to come back from Vegas. It's gonna go two ways. Either we're both gonna drop that from COVID because that deli or nothing's gonna happen." <laughs> right. <laughs> so for like right. the first like ten days, like, dude. Got any symptoms? Like, I feel fine. What about you? Like, I feel top shape. <laughs> After like two weeks passed by, I was like, we, technically, we should have been dead. For the way people were over there, we should have been dead. How is it even possible we came back and there's nothing going on with us? So yeah. Vegas is a trip. There's just no regulations. It's whatever you want to do. I, I Yeah, I just uh, we just had a family reunion, and we just went over there, I think, a couple months, about three months ago, two or three months ago. Yeah, you're right. It was it was insane, but I, I have to get back. I, whatever the case for may be stuff, right? for work stuff. I had to, yeah. I had to do is like either that or just don't work. And you know, what are you going to do when you got kids? You know, right. Yeah. You gotta yeah. Do what, you gotta do what you gotta so, do. Like, so. for me, I, Cause I do real estate full time. Right. So I'm pretty much like, a, I guess like an independent kind of like thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And I have my own lure company. So for us, it, it's not required. Like my boss called me one day. I said, are you calling me to get vaccinated? Cause if you are, I'm switching companies. He's like, Nope, you're good to go. I was like, all right, cool. We're good then. He's like, yeah, you do whatever you want. We're good. I was like, all right, that's fine. I see nothing wrong with it. I just don't want to get it. Yep, I hear you. And I just want to go to Hawaii. I mean, hopefully soon and without having to deal with it. So everywhere you guys go, are you guys like 100% forced to wear masks pretty much then? or You have to wear masks everywhere, except okay. for outdoors. Now. If you're outdoors, you don't have to wear masks. Yeah, yeah, if you're outdoors, you have to wear masks. Uh, indoors, you have, to wear, you have to wear masks. Once you sit down to eat, apparently COVID goes away. You can take off your mask. You're good to go. Right, we, right. We, can, we can talk about that another day <laughs> offline. No, I'm with you on that one. <laughs> I get yelled at, man. My, my wife yells at me, too. She goes, she, you know, she she works at the hospital, too. And she's... Oh, yeah. So right. She sees what's going on, too. She sees yeah. what's going on, but... Yeah, yeah I, saw, exactly. I saw the little man. I know. Hop, hop in the little corner. Saw, saw the little man. You can't see what's going on. Mr. Underwear, uh, man. All he's in his underwear. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm going to all take a piss. Right, we'll take a break. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Kelowna Brewing Company. If you live in Eastern Iowa, make sure to swing by Kelowna Brewing Company's tap room. Amazing food and amazing craft beer. If you live in Central Iowa or in the Midwest, swing by your local supermarket and see if they carry the Kelowna Brewing Company line of beer. And also swing by your local restaurants, local bars, see if they have Kelowna Brewing Companies on tap. If not, make sure you guys request it. You, I kid you not, you won't regret that. Other than that, enjoy this episode, guys. Let's do a little pre, pre-game. 
<laughs> so we have a game plan going into into, into it. But uh, shout outs to the little man. He kind of interrupted Nick over there and gave me an excuse to go potty because he wanted whenever, to yeah, whenever we have guests, I, I I try to hold in my urine. So I'm like, oh man, I don't want to just jump up and leave while they're talking. We got we got to um, hopefully, like I said, I I want to get to Hawaii so I can. I really do want to catch a Nahi. I really do. That's like summertime. Okay. So summertime, hopefully we'll see how we do next year after another year and a half of COVID. Um, But I, I I told my uncle like, man, I got to get out there. I mean, I I miss it. Like Kit doesn't know yet. He hasn't been to Hawaii yet. So he doesn't know like, dude, when you get there, dude, all you do is just drink beer and just enjoy the sun and you're in paradise. and you, and you guys are the right nationality where you guys match. Like, oh, you're from here. They're locals. Just, <laughs> just don't talk. Just don't talk. Whatever you do, just don't talk. Just like, like, this guy's an imposter. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a local, but he doesn't sound like a local. <laughs> yeah, like for, for me, I would want to go, like, when is a slow time as far as tourism and all that stuff? Like, I'm, I'm not interested in all the touristy stuff. I kind of want to just go off, off the offbeaten path or whatever. I would say between between Christmas and summer is probably a slow time. Okay. But not not a real slow because ever since we kind of opened back up, it seems like it's it's buck wild where everybody's trying to come to Hawaii now. Yeah. Yeah. Just because I guess our numbers are low with COVID stuff and just in general. I mean, everybody's trying to get it. There's deals on hotels right now. So everybody's trying to come here. Yeah. Everybody's basically having cabin fever because they couldn't go anywhere. And now. you save money for two years. And I was like, I got money saved. I want to go now, right? <laughs> Very yeah. true. Hey, did you ever do on the, your channel? I know you were you were thinking, Nick, that um one day you're just gonna grab a stranger off. I, the, I, have, the... I haven't I haven't done it yet. I haven't okay. done it yet. See, I'm, I'm I'm gonna do it though. I'm All gonna right. I'm gonna do it this summer. All right, do it. Tag us and let us know. I I, I want to see it, obviously, but just grab a stranger that looks like they want to fish. <laughs> It's just like you know what? I, well, I, think I, I think a subscriber fishing. Oh yeah, I saw, I saw I, that. I, I did a giveaway. I took a subscriber fishing. How did that go? I know I, I saw a little bit. But I didn't watch it all, but how did it go? I, I I told I told him uh, make sure you you know before you go grab whatever drinks you want to grab, whatever food you want to grab. Make sure you grab seasick pills. He's like I don't get seasick. He's like grab seasick pills. I don't get seasick. I was like, all right, cool. We're good. We're good then. We're good, right? He's like, I'm good. Five minutes out the harbor. Here comes his breakfast. I'm like, you good? He's like, I don't know what it is. Weird. I don't get seasick. So I don't know what it is. Like, I got some seasick because you want to take some. I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I'll be okay. I was like, you should take some after you throw up because it, it's chewable. You'll feel better. It's going to kick in your system. we fine. Like, I'll be okay. All right. 15 minutes later. Oh, <laughs> here comes more of his breakfast. <laughs> hey, what's going on? He's like, it's weird. I don't know. I was like, I know what's going on. You're seasick. He's like, I think I'm okay. Dude, that guy threw up all day long until about one o'clock. Finally, he's like, I'll take some pills now. I'm like, After you're beat up already, you want pills? It's too late. You're all done already. You got beat up. Man, I wonder if I would have that problem because I'm not really on a boat very much. I kayak and stuff, but out on the ocean, on a boat, I don't know how I, how I would react. So I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you right now, Kit, I will get patches for us if we go and, and I, my mom, she gets a prescription for, for, you know, seasick or whatever, sick, motion sickness and those patches, Kit, I'm telling you, put it on worst case scenario. You just, you're, you're still okay, but I'm telling you, I've seen it. We went fishing when we were in California and people, my uncle like, ah, 
I've been on boats my, all my life. Like like Nick just said, the moment that he was on there, like and it was it's just oh yeah, done. that's the worst. Yeah. So like for me, I had no shame. I tell everybody, I take seasick pills, I ain't shame of it. Yeah. I always take a uh I take bone nine, it's a chewable pill. I take it the night before, it lasts 24 hours. I just take one, I don't take two. I take it the night before I go fishing just because I don't really get seasick. But if I'm on the back deck for a while, like fighting fish or doing something, I'm looking down and it's really rough. I'll get a little, a little nauseous. But for me, the main thing is we're always using binoculars, right? And we use like stabilizing binoculars. So we're looking like two, three miles away, looking for bird piles, like in the way in the distance where you can't even see them. And the stabilizing, the stabilizing binoculars, they don't move. Like you're looking straight. You can be rocking and they're straight ahead. And when I look through that for too long, if I don't have my pills, oh. I get sick. Like <laughs> I don't feel good at all. Mm. It takes me a little while to kind of take it back down. So now I was like, I just think a pills a precaution every trip, just to be on the safe side. See, my my question is like, how how do they come up with some pills? Like, okay, you get seasick, we got just the remedy. Like, what what's in these pills? Meclizine. Meclizine. My wife's a my wife's a nurse, so she said meclizine is the active ingredient. That's what it is. So you can actually get prescribed by a doctor, like just meclizine. Mm-hmm. So you can get it. You can get it at just regular CVS or Walmart or wherever. Okay, so what does it do? Just like anti drowsy or anti? I no, it makes you a little drowsy. That's yeah. why I did the night before. But I don't. I don't know what the hell it does. But I tell you what, it works like a champion. Yeah, that's cr- that's crazy how we got like a pill for something like that. A pill for everything nowadays. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is that is true, man. We don't got a pill to stop COVID. <laughs> we might. <laughs> There's no money in a cure. That's why you got to keep getting those boosters. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. (laughs) Very true, man. Yeah, Yeah, but yeah, you got to take that. Bonine. B-O-N-I-N-E. It's a blue box. Dramamine sucks. Dramamine does not have mechazine. I don't know what it has, but it doesn't work. Yeah, I think I've (laughs) heard of it. I've heard heard of that Dramamine one. So what was was the other one called again? Bonine. B-O-N-I-N-E. It's a blue box. Like literally the best stuff ever. Yeah, do it, man. Kid, you gotta go with us because um, I gotta take my kids, new my kids. So my my oldest is eight, and my second oldest is six. They still remember Hawaii because uh, the last time I took them, the oldest was what four, four no five five, and the other one was three. They still remember. It. They're like they want to go, and then my other. So they're ready now. Yeah, and then the other two, the two oh the youngest is still she's only one turning two, so you know she's still crazy, but. The other one that's uh, was she four now? No, she's four. The the third youngest is four now. She she sees the videos and saw the pictures. She's like, Hawaii girl, I want to go to Hawaii. So I'm like, I I gotta take them because they they love it, man. They love they. Re- the thing is, my oldest and my second oldest, they just remember the the sun, the sand, the water, just just beauty and just it's just perfect paradise. Yeah, like right right now, it's kind of like the cold. You're starting to come cold for us right now, right? We even got snow on the big island on top of the mountain. It has like two feet of snow on top of the mountain. Yeah. But right now for us, it's like been a little bit cold in the morning time. Like, I mean, cold. Like, well, I got to wear a sweater. It's cold outside. And we're talking like, ah, 60 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm wearing like a heavy sweater. Like, it is cold outside today. That's so, only in the morning. By the time the sun comes up, it's like 75, 80. Yeah. You guys had a blizzard warning when, they, when yeah. it snowed up in the mountains, right? Yeah. That was crazy. Yeah. It's the mountain band because it's so high up, but it's like two feet of snow up there. All the white guys go up there, 
They show a stone in the back of their truck and they take it back home. They put yeah. stone in front of their house. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking funny, dude. Yeah. That's wild. That is wild, man. I'm just like, so everybody just realizes, like, man, 60 degrees is cold. They're like, man. Oh, that's freezing. <laughs> yeah. That's well, freezing over there. We got to get you to ice fish with us. Yeah, take that zero off the six, and that's cold. Exactly. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I wanted. I wanted to try to do ice fishing. I keep. I always watch videos of it. For some reason, it's like oh, that's an adventure in itself. It's. But I don't know about that cold. It's. That's cold. <laughs> it's not. It's not even a comfortable cold. I feel like it just hurt cold, right? <laughs> it can. It can <laughs> hurt. It, it can. And then, yeah, you just gotta dress right and just go with have the right equipment and stuff um it's 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 still cold don't get me wrong man zero degrees is still zero degrees you know what i mean i see some guys where they have like a full-on cabin with like a couch and they have like a full-on like a like a four-foot hole just cut and they're just hanging on the college piece and like that right there is awesome so they're just drinking soup it's not doing anything but drinking <laughs> the thing is with that is that because we we live right pretty much right on the borderline of how thick the ice can be if you can have those ice shacks on for, for so long. And it wouldn't even make sense for us to even purchase one to, to, to have here. The reason being is because, I mean, what do you think, Kit? You would get maybe two or three weeks at best to have one of those oh. shacks here. Then you have to move it out. And then on top of that, sometimes the ice is not even thick enough. Can you even drive your truck on there to pull that, you know, the, the, the shack on there? Not really. So most of most of those shacks that we went to the ice show, we were just talking offline, but we went to the ice show. We saw some amazing shacks. Most of those will probably be better up north, whether in Minnesota or a few hours away from us up north, the northern Iowa. So at least you can get like a good maybe what, two months at least that you can, you know, use those. So it makes it worth a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we looked at them like, shit, hell yeah, man. It'd be so awesome. The, the fishing one of those, like, luxury, dude. You got bathroom, shower. We saw all kinds oh, of crap. Yeah, but two to three weeks is not worth it, though, right? All the, all the hassle to do it, just have it for, like, two to three weeks. That would suck. Exactly. Yeah. And then even on top of that, we're not even guaranteed that because it, the ice might be thick enough right here where we live. It might be thick enough to hold the house. But for you to take the house on there, you got to take a truck to pull that house. And then you got to make sure that ice is thick enough that you can do that. And that's oh. one of those things where it's like, it's borderline. Yeah. So in Michigan, it gets like super icy, like real thick. Yeah. So there's this thing called the ice belt that um, I don't know if you watch like uh, some ice fishing videos where they talk about the ice belt. And Iowa is kind of like the southern range of that belt. You just miss it. Yeah. We're, we're like, you know, we have enough ice where we ATVs isn't really uncommon uh in our area it's like driving out snowmobiles stuff like that but when it comes to trucks or these big rv type permanent shacks that they're called yeah we're that's not really common in our area uh northern part of the state we start seeing it more and more but once you get up into minnesota that's kind of yeah minnesota wisconsin that's kind of like their bread and butter like alaska or not alaska that's way up there canada (laughs) canada that's what i mean they, but, they just live for ice fishing pretty much over there, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, like half their fishing season is ice fishing pretty much up like what, up in Canada. Yeah. But, yeah. It's sort of cold over there. Yeah. For them, it's worth, you know, throwing down 40, 50 grand for a RV that they leave on the ice. 
That's that's crazy. That's yeah. wild. All right, so we get down there, we fish with you. You got to come up and ice fish with us. Oh yeah, yeah. That'll give me a great excuse to get away from the damn kids over here. <laughs> you can tell the kids like that. Daddy's gonna go ice fishing. They're like, dude, you're an idiot. <laughs> the business trip gotta go. Sorry guys. Yeah, oh, ice you. fishing is pretty wild. Yeah, I'm all yep. about the adventure. That right there is a straight adventure. Yep, dude. Real adventures. Hawaii goes ice fishing, dude. That oh, would I, be. I, I could just see the thumbnail, just like freeze, just holding a leg fish. Like this sucks. Yep, this is a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> bad idea, but so fun, man. You'll love it, dude. Just let us know whenever, man. We'll, we'll... Are you supposed to not feel your toes around the ice? Because I don't feel my toes right now. Yeah, you're doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> Like, hey, you're not cold, right? You're not cold. You just don't feel your toes. It's all good. You'll make it. You're alive. <laughs> oh, man. It's been fun, dude. Um, holy cow. Yeah, so we, we, we've been talking a little bit over an hour or so. Um, this is awesome. I, I, you know what? I, I kind of, if you don't mind, Nick, do you mind we do this like once a year? Just kind of have you on guaranteed, here. Guaranteed. For sure. Thanks, man. I, I do appreciate that because, you know, I, I love just talking to people from Hawaii. I really do because, like I said, I have a lot of family there and you just kind of remind me a little bit. I, I think you're family now, man. I think, I think having you on here oh, yeah, a couple of times is so awesome, man. But Dude, we got to get you we gotta get you down here before the next one. Then we do the next one. We can talk about what happened. Cool. Uh, that's, a, that's a good idea. I love that. I love yeah. that, man. Um, Kit, you got anything else for Nick, man, before we let him go? uh yeah so i mean for us going into our ice fishing season now granted a lot of us are excited for ice fishing but there's also a a big group of us that don't like ice fishing even though that's you know we live where it happens so for them this is kind of like an escape for them like okay i could just get away for a little bit they're getting cabin fever right now i feel like this is a little escape but if they really want want to get into your videos where you know they're there fishing with you where can they find that stuff uh just pretty much youtube just real adventures hawaii or if you go on youtube you type in morris lures it'll come up okay not just type in fishing in hawaii and you can't miss it for sure (laughs) you'll you'll see it it's kind of hard to miss yeah we'll link it too we'll link all that stuff definitely link that um it is true though you guys got to go check out nick's channel it's pretty cool to kind of see him especially if you live whether in the midwest or up north uh we have listeners all over the world so it's kind of cool uh you guys gotta go check this out because he he gets to catch fish that you know fishing kit and myself can only dream of and, and and we're hoping to go there pretty damn soon here and you know what thank you so much nick just for giving the time the the knowledge and and, and everything and uh, like I said, man, I can't wait to, to get to Hawaii. I, I got to get there again here pretty soon. For sure. Thanks for having me for sure. Um, yeah, definitely have to get here very shortly. <laughs> By summer. By summer. By summer. <laughs> All right, brother. All right, All everybody. Guys. Thanks Cheers. for listening. <laughs>